0: It's a Dapper Devil production, see? I'm Claire Manship. And
1: I'm Ian Brodsky.
0: And this is The Thing That Happened This Week.
1: The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down.
0: It's only 13 payments of 19 but wait! There's more! <music> two episodes in a day. Two a day. Yeah, we're starting to do two a day's. You won't know which day this is, but we have done another one today. Mm -hmm. It's called Backlogging. It's a whole industry thing. Right.
1: I don't know if you know about it.
0: Well, it really helps me to edit two at a time. Not, like, simultaneously, but, like, it gives us a week off from being together. It gives us
1: times to, like... Build up stories.
0: Yes, that we have more things that have happened within the week. Right. Technically, we do still pick things that happened in the last seven days, but, you know, there's a little bit of wiggle room. It's, yeah. We've been doing this long enough.
1: Yeah, we've earned that right.
0: Yeah, haven't we? Yes. Haven't we? No. Yes. Um. So, how are you doing, Ian Brodsky? Ooh,
1: I'm doing well. Um, I know I've recently talked about how much I love my bed, so I... Feel like I'm getting better nights of sleep.
0: Mm, um, any interesting dreams?
1: Um, ooh, I'm I'm trying to remember.
0: I had a crazy dream. Tell me. I dreamt that I got hired to be the Glinda standby at Wicked on Broadway, mm. and then I told all my friends and family that I was going to be doing this job, and then they called my agent and rescinded the offer. Because it wasn't meant for me. It was for someone oh, else. Oh, no. Isn't that crazy? That's, oh, no. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, God. I do wonder if that's ever happened, right? Like, someone has sent, not that it's been rescinded, but, like, that an assistant at a casting office sends the wrong, like, sends the that's offer like, to the wrong person. And they're like, like, oh. We well. got
1: the wrong Rachel. They're
0: like, oh, well, that's a good person for that, too, I guess.
1: Right. Like, imagine if it's between two people. They offer the wrong one.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: yikes Um, i bet it's
0: happened i mean statistically it has to have happened
1: exactly yeah oh well you know who that i mean it's not exactly the same thing but you know the megan hilty story
0: no i do not know the megan hilty story
1: (laughs) so um she was literally like in her senior year of college she was offered the audrey on the tour of little shop and about like a week later or so they called her back to be like hey so um anthony Rapp is going to be seymour on this tour She's like, oh, great. I love Anthony Rapp. I can't wait to work with him. And they're like, yeah, but um, he's kind of a big star and you're not. So uh, we're going to have to rescind the offer. What? Yeah. But.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. But.
0: That is so wrong.
1: I know. I know.
0: And if she has it in writing, I mean, I hope she got a lot of money out of that.
1: I, from what I remember, she, le- she, like, legally couldn't talk about, like, the deal. Like okay, and I'm guessing it's because like they had it in writing and they had like all that stuff figured out. But because, I don't understand
0: why they can't just tell her that you're that she's the understudy.
1: Right, like why I can't like anyway. But of course, it all worked out for Megan Hilty because from that instead she got wicked. Okay. So like
0: whatever, sure right. that's fine, I guess because
1: it was the because <laughs> sa- it was like the same teams. Okay. behind it. So like yeah yeah. Um, but
0: still, but still, damn. that's.
1: Heartbreaking, what a
0: fucking nightmare. I know. Like, <gasps> do you hear that sound, Ian? I do. Vacuum lady's back. Vacuum
1: lady has entered the building. I
0: literally just heard the vacuum turn on. It right.
1: Was like, mm-hmm.
0: That's such a nightmare. So now, vacuum lady is rolling across the floor. Her little vacuum rolling, 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 rolling with a vacuum.
1: Rolling with, <laughs> a vacuum, rolling with a vacuum.
0: Okay, well, you know, Vacuum Lady's good to go, so I guess we are too. All right. Here we go. Cue the music. music. Ian Brodsky, what happened to you this week?
1: All right. So this, to me, this is fun. I don't know if this will be fun for everyone else, but I'm going to give it a shot. You know, so... one
0: time I talked about printer ink on the show, so I think you're fine. Okay.
1: All right, so... Um, I recently rediscovered the Wish app. And the Wish app, for people who don't know, which I is I don't possible, even know what that is. It is where you go to get a bunch of different— It's like Target on your phone, but cheaper. You can get—
0: It's like a delivery service? Kind,
1: yes, it does deliver, but, like, you can get, like, clothes and, like, furniture and, like like, little, like, fairy lights. Like, there's so much on there. Like, it's just kind of like a Kmart of an app for cheaper. Okay. So— Cheaper th- than
0: Kmart? Cheaper
1: than Kmart. Because everything is, like, super discounted. Um, Like, everything is literally at, like, 94% off or 75% off. Weird. And so this week I received a delivery from them. I ordered a vest and I ordered a jacket. So the vest came in, like, it's just kind of, it's kind of straightforward. Like, it's not really anything special.
0: Nothing to write Um, home about. Right. Honey Bee doesn't need to see this vest. Right.
1: Like, but I I want, I was kind of thinking, like, oh, I want another vest. Like, I'll get it for... Eight dollars. Sure. And then, the jacket got here, and the jacket I was expecting, like this kind of like European slim cut, like collarless, like kind of like very hip looking jacket. Yeah. And a
0: hip looking jacket. Uh, right. Ian, come on. I know.
1: I'm ninety seven. Um, <laughs> and so I opened a it up.
0: Hip looking jacket.
1: I'm glad that I'm glad that that happened for you.
0: It got me. It um, got me good.
1: So I take this jacket out of like the packaging and I put it on, and it is neither the cut nor the material I was expecting. It kind of just looks like a baggy, like button-up sweatshirt fleece material.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I was kind of expecting something a little more like uh, structured. Okay. But I look in the mirror and I immediately think to myself. I look like a shitty version of Prince George. So,
0: baby Prince baby George. Baby Prince George. Now, let's remember that baby Prince George dresses like Mr. Rogers. Right. Do you look like Mr. Rogers? A little
1: bit. I kind of look like like I look like a Paddington Bear like Miss, like prince george like it looks very like low-key british
0: okay p.s here comes the first tangent all right you said the magic words neither paddington nor won't you be my neighbor got any oscar nominations you're right how fucking dare i know makes me super mad
1: the root of it all
0: i'm also Uh. mad that bradley cooper didn't get a directing nom what the hell
1: i don't know i didn't i don't I didn't see it. I don't love Bradley Cooper the way people are loving Bradley Cooper nowadays. Buddy, I
0: think you would. I think you would love him yeah. after A Star Is Born. I really. All right. I really think that that movie is. It irritates me because through water cooler talk, right? Mm-hmm. People have like gotten irritated with the thing that everybody loves, right? It's how I feel about Game of Thrones,
1: right? It's how La, La Land was two years ago.
0: Sure, sure. But La, La Land is like eh, an okay movie. A Star Is Born is an excellent film. Really? Like, it's a film. Great. Yeah, and I I stand. We stand.
1: I'd like to check it out. Like, yeah. I'm, I, unlike you, I'm just someone who never goes to the movies. Oh, I so always like, exactly. go to the
0: movies. We even
1: each other out that way. Um, Claire is tired today.
0: I don't know why I keep yawning. You're waking up, girl. Uh, Your body's waking up. Waking up, waking up, waking up. All right. Um, so, that's the end of the first, the tangent. first tangent.
1: So... I lo- so I walk out of my bedroom wearing this, quote, jacket, and I walk up to my it's roommate. like a cardigan. Right. And I walk up to my roommate and, and I say, I look like shitty Prince George. And she bursts out into laughter like you did and goes, yeah, you do. So <laughs> now I have a new character of this grown ass little boy that kind of just walks around like, like waddling around going, Daddy. Daddy I would like a teddy bear for my birthday. Daddy Daddy what are all these poor people doing in my house?
0: Oh. Like just
1: like being like a real shithead of a child.
0: You know one day prince george is going to be king, king george and I he's going to be regretting all of this. I know. he's
1: going to be like find that motherfucker. He's
0: going to come for you. Find that
1: New York motherfucker and <laughs> burn him on the so- on the spot.
0: Now prince george is th- third in line right charles right. no no he's fourth in line right so the queen is first in line
1: well the queen is in power is, on, it, is, is in about, okay
0: so we don't count so, her as part of the line so charles, charles is first in line charles william, william george. george charlotte third child that i can't remember the name of there
1: i have a third child yeah oh
0: yeah kate's pregnant with their third oh i didn't know I think that she just had their third i can't remember there's a third then harry then Harry. Harry is, after the new baby, Harry is seventh in line. Right. So the reason Harry could marry Meghan Markle was because he was sixth in line after Charlotte right. was born. That's the right. only way that the queen could approve of that. Right. Isn't that fucking crazy? It's
1: insane.
0: Yeah, that's um, insane. Yeah. We've got an American princess. A
1: black American princess. She's
0: a princess. And a she's incredible. In really? In her 40s. Really? Yes, Meghan Markle was married before. I
1: didn't know she was in her 40s. Yes. I thought she was like 32. Not 32. I thought she was, like, mid-30s.
0: No, Megan, I'm pretty... Hold on. Hey, Siri. How old is Megan Markle?
1: We're going to do the same thing. Megan Markle is
0: 37. Okay. Okay. Still. A bit old <laughs> for, for a princess. <laughs> Getting up there. Yeah, she's um, really aging quickly.
1: Right. No, she's beautiful. Yeah, um, she's gorgeous. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, now I have this, like, character that I, like, I'm probably just gonna like use for Halloween like I'm probably just gonna be like shitty Prince George for Halloween and so I posted Morgan took a video of me like waddling around just like being a shithead as Prince George and so now I have it's probably my most responded to Instagram story but also I'm like I am now accepting um submissions for my uh sidekick bitchy Charlotte (laughs) and so I had like a few friends be like me that is my role and I was like, please submit to Dapper Devil Productions at gmail.com. And, How
0: dare you? And
1: so then my friend actually sent me a video just going, this is my submission. And so I texted her back. Um, like, we had, like, a serious text chain, and I texted her back. Um, okay, hi, yes, thank you so much. We would love to book you as first national tour Charlotte slash emergency Broadway cover. Please let me know where to send the contract and if there's anything to negotiate. <laughs>
0: Emergency Broadway cover. <laughs> right. How fucking dare you? I know. Oh my god! What a fucking trip. I
1: know. And just and then followed by, wow! What an honor. I am honored. I like, go. Oh, congrats, princess.
0: She just talks like Aubrey Plaza. Right. What so, an honor. I am honored.
1: So, <laughs> so like that is my that is my current um, what I'm currently working on, so to speak. I'm currently developing this life that um, has. Um, been inspired from inside my dumb dumb head
0: yes um ian can i take the second tangent yes too? you have the most stuffed oreos over there are yes, they yours
1: they're uh they're the households
0: May I do you want one? one
1: absolutely can we
0: eat an oreo on air please do All it right, hold on hold on i've
1: hold had on. like i had like seven yesterday do you want one right now? i'm good thank you oh my god oh my god it's like so much it's oh. the most
0: All right, this Oreo is the most cream. So here's the thing. I'm not, I eat Oreos. I like the cookie better. Really? Yeah, so the cream, here's what it looks like. It looks like the cream machine puts a dollop on the cookie and then splooshes another dollop into the first dollop. Right. Because it's like layered here. All right, ready? Yes. I'm taking a bite of just cream. It's so much cream. This is so much cream. Mmm.
1: Ooh. The face has turned. The I face has turned. I
0: don't really... I don't like it. Aw. The cookie part I'm looking forward to... <laughs> Hold on. I'm Luckily, gonna, the
1: cookie part is the same.
0: I'm going to s- scrape half of Ooh, the cream creative. away. The cream. I'll take the second half. No, are you going to eat half the cream? Yeah, sure. Oh. Ooh, Sorry are you gonna take half the cream yeah sure i bit oh, off this part it's fine no no you don't get cookie oh just oh fine the cookie's my favorite Okay, fine okay now i have made a normal oreo <laughs> mm, <it's> so good
1: <laughs> i don't know how much of an asmr experience this is going to be for your listeners but we are eating cookies on air
0: mm, it's so good the most stuff Oreo has too much cream. There you have it. <laughs> this just is it. Mmm, it's so good, Ian. I'm glad that you like. I love cookies. <laughs> <laughs> cookies. Morgan
1: texted me about them, and she was like, I bought these for us, and I was like, bless you.
0: Mm. Thank you, Morgan. Mm. Cool. Okay, well... Thus endeth.
1: The second tangent. Second
0: tangent, yum. Was Wash the, it down. What was the first one?
1: Uh, I forget. I already forget. Time is just moving. Yeah. All right.
0: The world's moving.
1: The world's moving.
0: Yeah, clearly. They have enough time on their hands to make that friggin' Oreo. Yeah. <laughs> <Time's laughs> too big. That thing's too big.
1: All right. So, what happened to you this week, Claire?
0: So... This week, I completed the KonMari Method.
1: Right. Right, right. We've been following this for a couple weeks now.
0: Yes, we have. So, I had always wanted to do it, but I really couldn't get going until I watched the Netflix show, because although I understand the concept of the life-changing magic of tidying up, and I love Marie Kondo, and and just Japanese tidiness in general... Mm. Uh, it wasn't until the Netflix show came out, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, that I could see the method in action and understood its functionality. I have a lot of trouble letting things go. Um, you know, just like emotions and stuff. Facts. No, objects. I have trouble letting go of objects. And really, I can keep the memories without without the object from that particular memory. So like the perfect example... At one point during Conmari uh, at my home, there was a coffee mug from Legoland that had my name on it, right? It's mm. one of those, like, name-embossed cups. Right. And I – my whole mouth tastes like Oreo. Mmm, uh-huh. <laughs> Oreo mouth. So the cup was from a day where I was sick, and we had all planned to go to Disney World together – But my mom and my Aunt Belinda had to keep me at Legoland, and my brother and my cousin Rob went on to the roller coasters without me, and I just ended up buying this coffee mug. And it ended up being, like, a cherished possession because it was my first coffee mug, but also, you know, like, that day was special because I ended up, like, making my own memory separate from the trip I thought I was going to have. And so then I tell my mom, I was like, yeah, you know, during KonMari, I got rid of that Legoland cup. And she was like, no, you can't get rid of that cup. That was the best day ever. And I said, right. It was the best day ever. I don't need a cup to remember the best day ever. That's actually really sweet in a way. Yes. And to be fair, I never used that cup. It used to be a pencil cup when I was a kid. Mm. I've never actually put coffee in it. So does it spark joy? No, because it doesn't do what it was made to do. So there were some objects like that that had, um, you know, some meaning but not enough to keep. There were some things that just functionally were not working for me. I have a really weird thing about keeping, like, tissue paper and packing supplies because I always think I'm going to have to mail a gift to somebody. Right, like you never know
1: when you're going to need it.
0: Yeah. Well, I kept a couple of things that will be useful and some new, like, fancy tissue paper that was expensive. And it does spark joy. You know, it was glittery or marbled or something cute. But everything else went... Because I don't, I don't need just that sheer amount of paper. My under my desk used to be like piles of those like decorative boxes, just filled with like packing supplies and like records and just random stuff. And like some of those things, I kept for the nostalgia's sake of like sparking joy, like the original cast recording of Mary Poppins on vinyl. Mm. But I don't need. Um, you know, like a bunch of Manila folders. If right. I haven't used them by now, and I bought them like five years ago, I'm not going to use them.
1: Yeah, we don't have much of a need for Manila folders in our line of work.
0: Yeah, there's not. There's going to be no Manila folder needing. Right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, at one point in the project, I could finally see the progress when I didn't have a place in my room for a particular box of things, and I realized I had already conmarried my closet. And there was a perfect spot for the box in mm. the closet where boxes go. Right. Yeah. So anyway, my life is far tidier.
1: Very nice. I'm
0: very happy. Oh, and I just want to dispel a big old rumor, right? There's this big thing going on across the internet, a meme about Marie saying that you will need 30 books or less. That's not true. She never said that. Okay, people are, like, really upset about it. I don't
1: think I ever saw that.
0: It's uh, People are freaking out about it. Oh, my God, look at the rain, Ian. It is, like... Damn. ...pouring. Holy hell. Okay. Well, Marie, in her own home, likes to keep only 30 books or less because she does a lot of reading, like, e-reading. hmm And also because in Japanese culture it is less important to display forms of intelligence. Mm -hmm. And like in American culture, our books say a lot about us, right? Like if I have a bunch of Hemingway on the bookshelf, I am very sturdy of brain. Right. And you know, and like, there's even jokes about it. Like Anchorman, I have many leather bound books. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. Like, I understand where it comes from, and I ended up keeping about 90 books. Mm -hmm. But I also got rid of about 90 books. Wow. You know, like some books, I don't need to keep Hamlet. When am I going to sit around and read Hamlet? Like, that's not a thing that's ever going to happen, and I already know Hamlet.
1: I didn't expect that sentence to be so funny to me, but it was. (laughs) When am I going to sit around and read Hamlet? I'm
0: never going to sit around and read a Shakespeare play ever again. And if you need Not, it,
1: yeah. you find it online. Yeah,
0: because it's public domain. Right. I don't need a copy of Hamlet from the time that I performed The Tempest at the Folger National Shakespeare Library. Right. I can just remember that I performed at the National Shakespeare right. Library. I don't need a copy of Hamlet. I really don't.
1: Side note, there's a haagen truck truck um, crossing the street uh-huh. down there. It uh-huh. made me think of you. <laughs>
0: Aw, hugging us. Thus endeth the third third tangent. tangent. Ian, you took a tangent. I took a tangent. Look at you. We created the tangent structure because I always needed to talk about something that wasn't on topic. And now, you know, Ian's on board. He's doing it too. I I like to contribute. I like
1: to contribute (laughs) to the cause.
0: (laughs) Okay, so that was my thing that happened this week. I finished the KonMari method. I feel... I feel amazing. That's great. Yeah, I feel amazing.
1: I need to do something like that because I've been holding on to, like, a bag of clothes that I've been meaning to donate for at least half a year now.
0: Yes. Well, make sure you thank it before you let it go.
1: I will. I will. Um, Um, I also want
0: to say that I read an op-ed this past week. I think it was from The Atlantic, but I'm not entirely sure, that said that the KonMari method was ableist. Because people with mental illness may or may not be able to overcome the symptoms of their mental illness to clean spaces, which I do know that there are a lot of mental illnesses that that applies to, but I am also mentally ill, and I can tell you very comfortably that... This method is only encouraging. It's like Marie's not there to criticize anybody, and she's not there to push somebody to get rid of something or to do something they don't want to do. The KonMari method can take as long or as short as you want it to, and you know what? I found it really comforting, because as someone with obsessive-compulsive disorder, I can tell you that it's very hard for me to part with anything, and it's also very hard for me to accept change of any kind, particularly when it comes to the arrangement of objects. And... The way that Marie approaches encouraging somebody, why don't you start with something you know you love? And then by the time you get to the end, when there's sentimental items, you already have the structure in place to know what really sparks joy. And the change was a lot less painful than I thought it would be.
1: Honestly, that hot take sounds like it comes from an outsider. Not an outsider, but like someone who doesn't have to – who is able in every way.
0: The person who wrote it said that they had at one time in their life a debilitating depression that made it impossible to clean anything, which I right. understand exists, but again, this method like this methodology doesn't require you to do anything. You literally can just read the book or right. watch the show and and like what she says and do nothing about it. Sure. Like the method doesn't require you it's to not actually preachy. yeah, you don't actually have to do the method to appreciate the method. Mm, all right. Yeah, like at one point Marie never disparages anybody from having a mess, right. which is the best part of of the entire methodology, especially when you see it in action on the show. People are apologizing for having messy junk drawers and garages where you can't see anything and she goes, "I love mess." She says she loves it because it's an opportunity. If you'd like to clean it, sure. And if not, keep it all. I don't care.
1: Sure. All right. Yeah.
0: So that being said, I have to disagree with anyone who says that the method can't work for everybody. It may not be for everybody, right. But it's possible. Sure. It's all about opportunity and possibility. Well, that's
1: encouraging.
0: Yes. And I'm glad
1: that you're you feel better and, t- and more tidy.
0: I do, Ian. Great. Just wait till you see my place. Yeah. It's so fucking tidy um that tidy whitey honey bunny yeah yeah quiz time quiz time quiz time, quiz time. Oh.
1: Vintage. <laughs> vintage
0: vintage honey throwback throwback it's a tbt
1: tbt and it is actually thursday when we're recording
0: and when the show well, drops. and when the show drops wow 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 wow, wow. owen wilson wow. wow okay let's cue the music Ian Brodsky, what are you obsessed with this week?
1: Okay, my obsession this week also comes with a call to action. So I am obsessed with finding new plays to read. Okay. I just started an acting class, so I am on the hunt for good plays, good monologues, good scenes to do. So I am encouraging anyone who is listening to this who has a recommendation, um, preferably in this case like Contemporary Realism, Contemporary Realism, to hit me up and send me your recommendations.
0: This week's thing at gmail.com. Yes,
1: please. Yes, so, please. So um, that's kind of what I'm obsessed with. I have a few uh, plays on my desk that I'm going to dive into this week. Um, and I'm just kind of like thinking of more in my head to approach now that I'm going to like have to seek out the work. Yes. Um, like I picked, I mean, and like I picked up a copy of my favorite play of all time, Peter and the Star Catcher, but that's not what this class is going to be about. So. Okay. Uh, so I need uh, I need suggestions, y'all.
0: Okay. Well, we'll keep our ear to the ground for you, y'all. Thank you. You're welcome. Question number two. Would you rather only have screws available to you for the rest of your life or nails available to you for the rest of your life?
1: I think screws. I feel like I can, like, force a screw in like a nail, but I can't, like, you can't, like, screw a nail. You know?
0: You can nail a screw you can nail though, a screw am I Hey. Right? <laughs> Ow. It almost made sense. It
1: almost made sense.
0: <laughs> okay, sounds good. Question Thank number you. three What are you watching slash listening to?
1: Ooh, um, so I watched both Fire Festival documentaries. Mm. Um did you know that Billy McFarland is our age? Yeah. Not I did not know that until I was watching the Hulu one and I like Googled him to find out that he was born in like December of nineteen ninety one. Yeah. I just found that out. I thought he was, like, 35. No. Wow. No. So, watched those. Had a <laughs> lot of thoughts on those.
0: Which one did you like better?
1: Um, I th- I don't know, because I loved the format of the Hulu one. Yeah. Like, I loved the lens, like, the social media lens through which it was, like, um, like, operating. Yeah. But the Netflix one, I thought, had a lot more to say about, like, the people that were screwed over in the process, that being the people of the Bahama Islands. The Bahamians. Uh, the Bahamians. Yeah. Um, who, like, are now, like, we're now so much in debt and, like, had, like, well, so many, like, jobs that went unpaid.
0: There's a silver lining, right? Right. The woman who owns that restaurant that spent 50000 of her own dollars mm-hmm. has recouped all of her money through GoFundMe. Good. Yes. Everybody saved her from the Billy McFarland's of the world. Great. Will it change your mind if I tell you that the Netflix doc was produced by Fuck Jerry Media, who advertised Fire Festival? Um,
1: not really, because I, because well, I already knew that, like...
0: Do you not think that a person who advertises for a fraudulent company is complicit?
1: I think they're complicit, but, um, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just, like, detached from, like, what this is. I'm so detached from what it is that, like, it doesn't really impact me. Like, I think... Okay. Like, I definitely don't agree with anything that they did or, like, I think everything they did was wrong. And trust me, I love watching, quote, influencers (laughs) get fucked over. (laughs) Um,
0: I don't like watching anybody get fucked over. But the reason I liked the Hulu one better than the Netflix one was because Billy was in it. Really? Of course, they paid him for the interview, an undisclosed amount but i although the netflix one was overall more informative about how everything came crashing down I agree. and some of the steps along the way i just couldn't pull myself out of the idea that the netflix one was only made possible because people who made fire festival wanted to advertise how how gloriously how... it burned down right it was like giving themselves publicity
1: right and like i get i get that I just, like, don't care about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, all right, that's like, fair, that's fair.
1: Yeah, like, I, and I'm not disparaging anyone who does. Like, I agree with you. I just, I'm just Fuck like...
0: Fuck you, Ian. It just doesn't... Them's fighting words. Them's fighting words. Yeah. Um, Let's take it outside to the flagpole I, in th- at 3 p.m. i know
1: knowing this pouring
0: rain. Yeah, pouring rain, um, honey.
1: So I'm also, like, listening to... Oh, I'm gonna listen to Maggie Rogers today because Claire recently recommended. Yes! Um, oh, God, what else? Um... My usual podcasts. Um, Love It or Leave your It podcats? is. my po- My podcasts. Those my podcasts. My podcast.
0: I listen to my podcasts. Um,
1: but Love It or Leave It is back this weekend, so I'm so excited to listen to that. Ooh. Um, yeah, um, because it's just funny. Um, but yeah, and then like my usual music that I feel like I talk about a lot on the show, so you can listen back and listen to what I'm listening to. You listening?
0: You listening? Your yeah, heart. Your hair. All right, the last person you texted that wasn't me.
1: Oh, it was. um was my my fan it was my fan it, um, it was my friend Kevin R free hey Kevin he is such a delightful human being he played my dad in a reading a couple years ago and we have just become such good friends Is so, he old
0: enough to be your dad yes
1: um I think I don't know my, my perception of that is kind of skewed because my parents are like older parents
0: i mean you thought megan markle was 32 so I,
1: right exactly <laughs> and my 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 perception of time lately has been so messed up so yeah. i don't know but he played my dad we had the best time uh playing together um my stage sister is now in be more chill so
0: <laughs> casual that's
1: very casual yeah um but yeah so i was just thinking of him and sent him a little like hey hope your new year's going well
0: oh yeah. that's nice and final question this week, every week, our favorite one person, living or dead, whom you may or may not know, that you would like to wish well.
1: I'm going to wish well my friend Leslie Diana. Hi, I don't, Leslie
0: Diana. I don't think you've
1: met her yet. I feel like you two would get along.
0: Well, great. I always want to hang out with cool chicks.
1: Yeah, um, but she is in Seattle right now on a very important it's
0: pronounced Seattle. But... She's in
1: Seattle <laughs> right now for a very important like final job interview. For a job that would be so... It's pronounced final
0: job interview. Oh, man.
1: I'm just going to go back. I'm just going to re-enroll in first grade and do it all (laughs) over again and make all my worst nightmares come true. (laughs) Um, Those are all my (laughs) dreams is being back in high school.
0: Oh, God. I know. What a fucking nightmare.
1: Yup. Exactly. Um, So she
0: had a final job interview in Seattle.
1: In Seattle. And um, it is for a job that I think is so perfect for her. So I'm really like... Hoping and, like, wishing and praying for her, so... Well, I
0: really want her to get the job, but you said we might get along, so maybe I don't want her to get the job so I can have a new friend here. Right.
1: I know, right? Like, what a catch-22. Just
0: kidding. Leslie, go get the job. You deserve it, girl.
1: Get that money, girl.
0: Get that piper. Pop, pop, pop. Hey. Hey! All right. Oh!
1: Your turn. My turn. What are you obsessed with this week, Claire?
0: I am obsessed with rewatching Parks and Recreation. Yes. Now, I am someone... Okay, I think Parks... May be superior to the office. I know this is like this is so. You and I have talked about this before, but I know that this is like a blasphemers like hill to die on. Sure, the first three seasons of Parks and Recreation to me, are perfect television. Mm. Now, a lot of people don't like the first two seasons, especially in the Mark Brandanowitz years. Right. But I actually think Mark Brandanowitz might be one of the most well-rounded characters on Parks. Sure. And that actor, P.S., In hilarious, incredible. If you see him in Elizabethtown, he is so funny. God, mm. that movie is incredible. Um, fun fact. Nope, I'll save it for the end. All right. <laughs> um, but, so, I- I'm re-watching Parks and Rec, and the show is just based in the idea that it's based in wholesomeness, right? It's based in people liking one another, which a lot of shows, including the office have a lot of disparaging relationships between characters where they genuinely don't like one another. And that doesn't exist on parks and rec at all. Even, even April Ludgate, eventually Ludgate Dwyer doesn't like Ann Perkins, but she ends up – she has always liked Ann Perkins. Right. She's just jealous of her because she was once with Andy. Right. So it's like – it's not even a real feud.
1: Um, I think my favorite take on Parks and Rec, um, and it was in comparison to uh, 30 Rock. Okay. was um, 30 Rock is about people doing the thing, and Parks and Rec is about people who aspire to do more things. Mm. And I found that super relatable because – Like, we're in our 20s, and we're all, like, working our way up in different ways, and that just hit home to me, and I was like, yeah, this is right, and this is, I think that's part of why I love it so much is because you're watching people, like, work towards something.
0: Yeah. In terms of the old NBC Thursday night lineup, I would say that 30 Rock is about mischief, Mm. The Office is about pedantics, Mm. and Parks and Rec is about hope.
1: Yes. And
0: when I watch Parks and Rec, I really feel hopeful. It makes me really happy. I
1: agree. A, the, I agree. It's the
0: only representation of government on any level in the history of television where good things happen. Oh, yeah. Even on the West Wing, it's all a disaster. Right. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. I lo-
0: And the West love Wing it. is really about journalism. It's not about the president.
1: It's about Aaron Sorkin being Aaron Sorkin.
0: Yeah, it's Aaron Sorkin can suck his own dick.
1: Right. Congratulations. Fuck
0: that fucking guy. All right, well, on that note, let's move on.
1: Let's move on. (laughs) Um, Would you rather spend the rest of your life in a greenhouse, living in a greenhouse, or living in a cave?
0: I think living in a greenhouse, you know, the potential to grow things, and I Mm. think there would still be fresh water. It would just be really hot. My hair would be curly all the time. Mm. But in a cave, it's only got water, you know. There's not going to be a lot growing, and it could be very cold at night. Right. Yeah, so I think greenhouse. Okay. Okay.
1: Fun. Um, What are you watching and listening to aside from Parks and Rec?
0: So beside Parks and Rec, I am getting uh, caught up on, I really love New Amsterdam right now on Mm. NBC. New Amsterdam um, stars the bad guy from The Blacklist. I can't remember his name, but he was like a bad guy, and then he was a good guy, and then he was a nobody's guy. And now he's on New Amsterdam. But in terms of like doctor shows, I find it very engaging gearing up for the oscars i'm gonna be watching all of the hopefully i can find the screener somewhere i'm not mm. a member of sag so i'm gonna have to like get screeners somehow um ian <laughs> you get screeners i don't you what
1: i'm eligible i haven't paid oh, in yet
0: oh okay never mind so yeah i gotta watch some screeners i gotta get uh I but gotta... when i
1: finally do you're on you're first on my list
0: oh thank you my friend yeah, so I just got to watch a lot of four-year considerations. Right. In terms of listening, keeping up with a lot of podcasts, backlog listening to a bunch of Anna is unqualified. Mm. Anna Faris, so Chris Pratt just got engaged to Catherine Schwarzenegger a, a few right. weeks back. And um, Anna Faris on the show recorded an episode the day it happened, and she said that she like couldn't be happier for them, that she loves Catherine, that Chris texted her before he proposed to tell her it was going to be in the news the next day. And I just, I really, as a divorced couple raising their son, Jack, it just is so nice to listen to her show and hear how genuinely all of them love one another. That's great. Yeah, it was really, really lovely. So that's, mm. that's great. And I'm also getting back into listening to NPR Up First. Ooh. It's a really good way to start the day. When Chris Barlow was first on our show, we talked about the difference between Up First and The Daily by The New York Times. right. And Chris is 100% right. The Daily is, like, very sinister. And Up First is like, hey, here's some news that might interest you. Right. And I, I like that, you know, because I can skip around. I can listen to it when I want to or not. I don't feel like I'm missing a doomsday prophecy.
1: I forgot about Up First.
0: Up First is great. And,
1: like, I subscribe to it. I need to, like, go back and, like, start listening to it again, I yeah. think.
0: I used to listen to Up First when I was in France. And I remember mm. it was, like, a huge touchstone for me feeling like I was, I was still in touch with american news sure was listening to up first right and npr although a liberal association their news is very unbiased it is as close to c-span as you can get in I terms agree. of listening yeah
1: cool um so who was the last person you texted aside from me no cheating
0: the last person i texted was my new boss Oh. Yes. I've started a new job in the last couple weeks. It's, Exciting. It's still, I'm still getting my footing. It's its going to be okay. Uh, I miss my old job, of course, but my new one is very promising and my boss is very thoughtful and she sends me very helpful instructions. That's
1: great. Yeah. Cool. Um, and finally, who would you like to wish well this week?
0: I would like to wish well Senator Kirsten Gillibrand.
1: Yes.
0: So... Kirsten Gillibrand represents New York. She took over the seat where former Hillary Rodham Clinton was sitting mm-hmm. as, a, as a state senator. And, uh, or as a, not a state senator, as a senator, senator for, the state. for the state. Yeah, because there's two different senates here. Um, and Kirsten Gillibrand is now running for president in 2020. I think that she has a really good shot at getting the ticket it's hard to know what to expect in terms of a Democratic primary because there are so many people in the field already. already. and there's, there's still more people to announce. Um, but I, I really, I love her. I like what she stands for. I like that she is not, you know, even though I live in New York City and I wish, you know, everybody else thought we were the center of the universe the way we think we are, I like that she represents the New York that is not... Albany or New York City oh, a
1: thousand percent yeah I love that she has been able to like evolve her views and her positions on things and not like and not hide it or not have like I like that she's able to like grow and change with it and like own up to it and yes. hold herself accountable yes um so I think that's really great and like I'm also such a fan of hers and yeah. I mean no matter who gets the ticket I will vote for them but like I like I'm just such a fan of all the women running, especially Kirsten Gillibrand.
0: Yeah, um, she is a really, yeah, wonderful candidate, and I hope that she goes far and does well. Yay! Yay! Um, so that is the show. Oh, here was my—I forgot what my fun fact was. Oh no! Oh my god! What were we talking about that I had a fun fact? Oh,
1: oh, we've talked about so much.
0: Oh my god! It was back during something in my in my quiz with um, New Amsterdam, and what else were we talking about? Parks
1: and Rec. Parks um,
0: and Rec. Uh, Earth. Versus Office versus... Oh, mm-hmm. fun fact. I mentioned the movie Elizabethtown. Right. And do you know that the phrase Manic Pixie Dream Girl came from the Variety Review about Elizabethtown describing Kirsten Dunst?
1: Really? Yes,
0: that was the first time Manic Pixie Dream Girl existed.
1: I learned something today.
0: Didn't you, though? I did. Do you want to teach me something? Ooh, What's a fun fact, oof, my friend? Or, or a random thought.
1: Mm, okay. Fun fact, random thought. So apparently, and I don't know if this is still true, but in 2009, as it were... Um, having more than four women in the same room in the state of Virginia
0: no, it's with six. alcohol. it's six. It's six. And is it has, considered and, a brothel? Yeah, and it's no alcohol.
1: No alcohol. Six
0: women or more living uh, under one establishment. So it has uh-huh. to be living in a house. It's not being in a room. It has nothing to do with alcohol because North Carolina has the same law. Really? Six or more, it's a brothel. That's why... The sorority houses at Elon had to be like disassociated with one another, and only six girls could live in each side of the house with separate entrances.
1: Fascinating, isn't that so well, stupid? Well, look how you turned that around on me!
0: Yeah, haha, taught you something exactly. Again. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, god, but yes, there are a lot of states that still have brothel laws, which is unfucking ridiculous,
1: mm-hmm. unfucking ridiculous,
0: unfucking real. And, and fucking ridiculous. And fucking ridiculous. That's it's, what I meant. That's why
1: it's so unfucking ridiculous. It's
0: unfucking ridiculous. It's all of those things. Yes. hmm Okay. So we are a Dapper Devil production. If yeah, you want to follow up with the entire network at Dapper Devil Prod on Twitter and on the IG at Dapper Devil Productions.
1: Uh, you can find us at This Week's Thing, thisweeksthing at gmail.com, hashtag thisweeksthing.
0: Thisweeksthing.com.
1: Thisweeksthing.com. Um, and make sure to listen to us on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play.
0: Wherever you, Wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. Hopefully you can find us everywhere. Yes. Yes. Uh I am at womanship on Twitter and Snapchat, ClaireManship.com, Facebook.com slash julia Manship.
1: And I am at Ibroski on Twitter and Instagram and at Brodsky Ian on Facebook.
0: All right. That was a good show, my friend. That was a good show. Good show. High five. Oop, it made no sound. There we there go. There we go. That was still a, a weak high five.
1: Hey, we don't want to give people occlusion.
0: Occlusion, yeah, we don't wanna stuff their ears. Right. Okay. Well, until next week, I'm Claire Manship.
1: And I'm Ian Brodsky. And, and
0: that, that was the thing,
1: thing that happened this, happened
0: this week. week. Bye. Bye. Dappa Devil Productions, say...